this is really important, right? Because the, the concept here is you're like, how's it even possible? How do you take money out and it's still there? Because really the insurance company is giving you a loan and the collateral for the loan is your death benefit. And so your cash value is literally still sitting there. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Heather Marchant's here. Hey, everyone. And I'm here too, Ron. Um, got a great show today. We're going to talk about something that both Heather and I use, and I think it's something that you guys are going to really like. We can keep it upbeat because, you know, last week we kind of, you know, we flogged horses uh, last week. So we're going to keep it upbeat <laughs> this week. But I do think last week it will really help everybody out. I know it'll help some people for sure. Yeah. And keep sharing the show. My goodness, you guys are helping us a ton. We love it. All of the comments and feedback that we're getting is great. So today we are going to talk about something that has really, I mean, I think that the clients that we know that are using this particular strategy, they just buy more properties than everybody else. Yeah, period. That's true. If you can make the liquidity part of your plan work faster, man, you can buy more properties. Then you add to it that you're selling properties when it's time to sell and they've appreciated. And man, this can grow so fast. Mm -hmm. I've had several clients say that to me. They're like, Heather, you just bought your property. Your first property, I think was four years ago. And I'll be at like 12 or 13 units. I actually need to count again, which is, I mean, that's crazy. And I sure I've, I live frugally. And so I save a lot to put into my plan, but man, it can snowball real fast. So, okay. So we had, we had a great show with TARDIS and I mean, Chris and Tanisha were on, they shared mm -hmm. some really, really cool stuff. And I know that you guys like that because we heard back from them that, <laughs> You know, several of you called, so that's great. And that works really, really well. And so what we're going to talk about today is something that's very similar to that. It's not exactly the same, but it's on the same wavelength. And that mm -hmm. is, drum roll please, Yeah, I'm like life insurance. Everybody's like, <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, except for we're going to talk about the kind that wealthy people use. And we're going to talk about how they use it and why they use it. I mean, this is a strategy that big banks use, and this isn't new. It's not earth shattering or anything like that, but I think that maybe when you understand why people use it this way, and then I have a couple of other reasons why people should use the type of insurance that we're talking about today, just from a personal nature, but we're talking about whole life insurance. And, you know, I think that's a, Heather, there's a bunch of people out there that say that's the stupidest thing you could possibly buy, including Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Who, who actually owns permanent life insurance. Go figure. But he says, you know, buy term, invest the difference. You'll be way better off. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of reasons why I think that that is, that's not the best strategy. Not the least of which is you don't know what's going to happen with your health. Yeah. So, I mean, in my house, for those of you who don't know, in my house, we have, uh, we have people who have some illness, right? And it's harder to get insurance once your health starts to decline. So that term looks really sexy when you're young. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look so sexy after you get cancer. Yeah. It doesn't look so sexy after you get a whole bunch of other diseases that a lot of Americans get, right? And once you have those, you can't get you can get really expensive term, but you're not going to get, and you can get really expensive permanent, but you can't get anything really good anymore at all. Yeah. And your options are super limited. 
So I, I know we've had this conversation before, Ron, because I it makes a huge difference when you can have life insurance, you know, in your 40s or 50s, maybe your health is starting to maybe you have a few blemishes on that little thing you mm-hmm. fill out for your, <laughs> for your life insurance, and it becomes a lot more expensive or even impossible, right? So it's one of the things in my family that I'm really glad we, we bought convertible term, thank goodness. So we didn't waste our money and we didn't have to requalify. So we just turned it into permanent life insurance, but permanent life insurance, they can't take that away. So, I mean, you, when you buy it, you own it. And, Mm -hmm. and then it gets really sexy when you use it, a, when you structure it the right way and B, when you use it the right way. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Heather. So I just, I want to put a dart in that whole buy term and invest the difference thing, because that's really short-sighted because you do not know what's going to happen. You just don't know. And after year 10 passes and your cool level term, you got to re-up and you can't re-up well, should have bought permanent life insurance. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about right now is really cool, Heather. Yeah. It's just a unique way of using it that when I think you're the first one that told me about this, Ron, and I've probably heard presentations on this topic, specifically how to use a whole life insurance to help you catapult your investment strategy. And I've probably heard it five times, maybe over the course of the last several years. And I feel like I'm barely getting it because it's quite, it's quite complex. So explaining this to you guys without visuals is a little tricky. We're actually creating a landing page with details about this that clients can go to and kind of understand it with visuals because it's pretty difficult to explain. Yeah. I think. And explaining it without, I mean, neither one of us are insurance agents, right? I mean, yeah, I used to no. be like five careers ago, but neither one of us are licensed insurance agents. So disclaimer, um, mm-hmm. everything we're going to talk about today, you didn't get from anybody who sells anything like this, right? These yep. We're just Ron and Heather giving you a really cool idea that we use. Yeah. And telling you how you can do it too, if you're interested, right? Where you can go to get questions answered. So using the people we work with, right? This all say- starts with like this, the structure of these plans. And I think one of the reasons why Dave Ramsey so hates on permanent life insurance is because most salespeople sell you something that makes them a ton of money yes, and doesn't make you any money and is really not good for you. Right. And that is unfortunate because it gets a really bad name and it doesn't have to, because you yeah. can structure these policies to where they're really, really beneficial to you and not so beneficial to the salesperson. Yeah. That's the key. Setting it up the right way. So as Ron mentioned, you know, you have your death benefit, right? Which is awesome. Just in and of itself, this is life insurance, right? So you still have your death benefit that doesn't go away with this investment strategy. So that's one way to, I guess, clarify, but you have the cash value in the policy and that's the part that you can utilize in, uh, with purchasing real estate. So tell us how Ron, it's really cool. And the complex parts of all of this is that the death benefit is actually an asset, right? So it's sitting there Mm, and you get to accumulate cash in there because you can overfund these policies up to what is called the MEC limit. And I don't even know what MEC stands for, MEC (laughs) limit, but that's the limit that the government puts on there and says, you can't put any more than this in this policy. Okay. Well, you know, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar policy every year. And I don't know what the numbers are. Cause again, I don't sell insurance. Right. But you can put a tiny amount, like, you know, $20,000 goes to pay for your permanent insurance and $80,000 goes to your cash value. So it's just sitting in there. And the money that's sitting in there is making money at a guaranteed rate. And, you know, maybe more than that, but at least there's a floor on it. Right. Which I think the floor is like 4%. I mean, so right now it's like, it's more than four or five times what you can get in the bank. (laughs) 
Yeah. And your money's sitting there. And if you need it, well, you can just, you can just go borrow it out. Yeah. No penalties. You can borrow against it. So like I could use this, I have used this as like a savings account in a way because it earns 4% interest. And if I need the money, I have my checking, right? That the money's mm -hmm. coming in and out every month. But then if I need extra funds for a big bill or whatever, buying a car, I can take and borrow against my whole life policy. And I never even have to pay it back. For someone that's a little bit risk averse, mostly my husband, but I'm a little bit as like more than Ron, I am someone that doesn't like a lot of debt, but I'm borrowing from myself and I don't have to pay myself back if I don't want to. All that happens is my death benefit decreases by that loan amount. So if I borrow 20 grand against a million dollar death benefit, I'm out 20 grand where my family is, I guess that's creepy. But when, when I, when I die, You're robbing, <laughs> robbing your children of their future, Heather, that's all. That's all. That's all. Um, I did look it up, Ron. It's the modified endowment contract. That is it. Yes. I've heard yes, that before. Yeah. Life insurance policy, whose benefits go past a federal tax law limit. So I looked it right. up. I was curious. So you can't put more than that in it. But man, you can put that. It's a ton of money you can put in these policies because you can just get a bigger policy. Yeah. Or you can do another policy. Mm -hmm. Um. And you know the guys that we work with. I mean, the policies are enormous. If you have, if you have enough money that, if like, if you have a business and you have enough money, you can just chuck money at this thing every year. Uh, you can store a lot of money in these policies. Um, and I'll then give the a few cool numbers. You can oh, borrow sorry. it out, go buy assets with it, and then yes. the assets when they spend cash off. You can put the cash right back in. And it yeah. the whole time you had the cash because you're borrowing it against your death benefit, your money was actually still sitting there making 4%. So you're double arbitraging your money. You're getting whatever, 10 or 12% on your in investment that you bought and you're getting 4% on the money that's sitting there. It's like, I mean, we get conversations all the time in, in the real estate world of, man, this property performs at 12%. I was really hoping for a property that performs at 16, right? So it's, it's bringing up your rate of return effectively, right? Your effective rate of return. So a couple of numbers to put, you know, help maybe help those who are not following this is if my annual policy premium is $5,000 and I can put in up to 25 thousand dollars a year, then I just have that extra cash sitting in the account that I can take a loan against. It's not exact with those numbers, but it's pretty close, right? So I can borrow against the policy roughly up to 20 grand and take that by a rental property, pay back that $20,000 loan, but I'm still paying the premiums for my policy, right? So some of the money you pay does go to the premium. So so we created a, as all of you know, who do business with us at all, we have a wealth planning tool and you can get in there and play around with it. Well, our, our initial wealth planning tool was in mm -hmm. Excel and this was years ago. We had them build this in and we had it build it at their floor rate and we're currently building it into our current system as well. So pretty soon you guys will be able to play with this. It's really fun. But all it does is use this wonderful compounded interest thing and it's just numbers, right? So you yeah. plug numbers into this and you say, okay, well, every year I'm going to put $25,000 into the policy. And every time I have enough money, I'm going to go buy this property over here that's going to generate this cash flow and the cash flow is going to go back. And it performs it out over time. And ultimately, we had to stop showing people because it was not believable. Yeah. And the only reason it wasn't believable is because people didn't understand what's happening with the double arbitrage of money. That said, the clients who did get it, they buy in orders of magnitude more properties than everybody else does. And the only difference 
is that they're doing this yeah. with their money. They're putting all of the money back into this tranche that is paying them a pretty good return, mm -hmm. you know, between four and 6% with a floor that's pretty solid yeah. for a savings account. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the double arbitrage, I think we should revisit that a little bit. Cause I remember when you first did those presentations years ago, the double arbitraging, I had a hard time understanding what that meant. So I'm going to break it down in a different way. But I think the main thing is that a cash value in your policy is still earning interest. Even when you take a loan, if I take 25 grand out, my 25 grand is actually still earning 4% interest. And, and this is, this is really important, right? Because the, the concept here is you're like, how's it even possible? How do you take money out? And it's still there. Mm -hmm. It's because really the insurance company is giving you a loan and the collateral for the loan is your death benefit. And so your cash value is literally still sitting there. Yeah. It's literally still sitting there, it's amazing. but they cap the amount of money that they'll loan you based on your cash value that's sitting there. Right. So when you borrow the money out, your money literally is still sitting there mm -hmm. and it is still earning interest. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And another example, I'm an example person by, to learn. So I'm going to share another one. So I have a loan out right now on my policy and I have about $10,000 left to pay on it. And I have cumulatively with all of my rental properties, about $2,200 in cash flow every month. So I am taking my $2,200 and paying that down. I'm going to be paying that off in, you know, roughly five months, right? And then I'll do it again. I'll take another loan against it. I'll buy another property. And then this time, because I bought another property, say my cash flow is now 2,500 bucks. I can pay off that $25,000 loan faster every time. So yep. it's, it's that snowball effect because it will eventually get faster and faster in the velocity of that movement. I will be able to buy a property once a month, right? Eventually, right? And, you know, to have another example to understand what arbitrage is, because arbitrage is really powerful. And it's so mm -hmm. simple, right? But I used to have a picture, if you remember in my presentation, Heather, it was a bank. I do. So if you guys can all out there, imagine a bank, you, you roll up to the bank and then on one window, it says open an account and we will pay you whatever. I think it was like half a percent or something like that, um, which is more than you can get now, right? So they'll pay you a half a percent. On the other side of the bank, it says, we'll loan you money at 5%. And it gets the clearest example of arbitrage ever. Yeah, And that is arbitrage. You're going to give them your money to put into the bank. And then the bank is going to pay you half a percent on it. But they're going to take that money and they're going to loan it to Joe down the street. And he's going to pay them 5%. And the spread there is 4%. And actually, it's a ton more than that because the banks actually get to lend like 10x on whatever their deposits are. So if, if we did what the banks did, we would be in prison. But the banks get to create yeah. money based <laughs> on your deposits. So if you actually put money in the bank, it automatically becomes 10 <laughs> times more than that. They get to loan out yeah, which is so at weird. 5%, right? So <laughs> think of the arbitrage for just a second. And they're doing that. 10x on all of the deposits, right? So that is how that's how money is made in, in that arbitrage. Double arbitrage is just doing that same thing, except for there's one more piece to it. And that's what this is. Like a layer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which good. is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, because you're buying an asset. And you know, if the if the bank loaned the money to themselves at five percent and then they went out and bought an investment property, whether well, the investment property brought back in 10 to 12 percent that is double arbitrage. They're arbitraging twice on the same money. And mm -hmm. that is what this policy allows you to do 
it's crazy yep. that you can do that. But w- when you do, if you can overfund it, like Heather's example sh- showed, it's a really powerful savings tool. Going back to Dave Ramsey real quick, it's not an investment. Okay, so life insurance contracts are not an investment. They are a great savings vehicle, yeah. an incredible savings vehicle. So for mine, the way my policy was built, I don't know about yours, Ron, but mine was like a five-year period that I put in $25,000 a year for five years. And so every year I make sure to fund that it's due around September. And so I fund it once a year with the additional 25, but then my amount I can borrow increases by about 20, right? A little less than 20, but it kind of just allows me to use that money that I was already going to devote to real estate, but Mm -hmm. I just get to give this extra rate of return. And the part we haven't talked about is when you pay it back, you pay it back plus interest and it's your money. Like I'm getting my interest in my account and it grows tax-free. Yeah. And because you're borrowing it out, those funds aren't taxed, right? So your money is taxed before you dump it in here, right? Mm -hmm. But then it grows, it grows tax-free. And you know, when you die, your kids aren't going to get taxed on it either because it's a death benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a pretty cool deal. You know, and, and ultimately there are several end of life strategies too with this. That's a horrible thing to say. I know. Planning for end of life, planning for your party when you get done working. <laughs> There's some strategies for retirement, I guess, if whatever you want to call them, party party when you get to where your kids are out of the house or whatever you want to call it. There's some strategies for that too, because if you've got a bunch of money sitting in there and you want to just borrow it out and go party, you can do that too, because mm-hmm. you don't get taxed on it because it's a loan. Yeah. And then if you don't pay it back, they just take it out of the death benefit. No yeah. big deal. And if you've piled up a whole bunch of these and you've got ton, you've got, a, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of mm-hmm. death benefit, it doesn't really make any difference. Kids are still going to get plenty of money, right? It's a fantastic tool and one that you guys should all know about. Yeah. Um, a little backstory on this too, is I have a, a friend who's become a client, a personal friend, and he called me, this is a couple months ago. And he said, Oh my gosh, Heather, I learned this strategy that is like totally a game changer do you have a minute? I want to talk to you about it. And I said, sure. We got on the phone. He actually, we got on zoom together and he showed me this tool, which was this, it was whole life insurance and using it as a tool like this. And I told him, I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I've, I've been using this for like two or three years. And his response actually, I still think about fairly often. Actually, he said, shame on you, Heather, for not telling me about this. Cause this is a game changer for me. And why have you not told me about this? And I, I said to Ron, I'm like, well, I'm not a financial planner. Like this isn't, I help people buy rental properties. So yeah, we I don't ne- sell insurance around here. <laughs> so I never would have thought like I should be talking to people about whole life insurance and how it benefits them. But and it's crazy because we're yeah. not CPAs either, but we do talk about the tax benefits yeah. of owning real estate and mm-hmm. but we're not attorneys, but we do talk about LLCs and things like that. We just didn't really ever think to talk about this particular thing, Yeah, but it's so cool and yeah. it's, it's so powerful. It's not like it's just us that have used this and are getting great, you know, getting all this yeah. great benefit out Everywhere. of it. Everywhere. We have a mm-hmm. lot of clients who use it and it works incredibly well, you know, and, and Heather, I know you use part of yours for your TARDIS thing that you're doing, yeah, right? Instead of getting a line of credit, you just use your I insurance. Use my own money. Yeah. So, <laughs> which I'm not, you know, not sure that Chris and Tanisha probably agree a hundred percent with that, but it, it still yeah. works, right? It works. It's, yeah. yeah, it still works. And so this is a really, really powerful strategy that everybody should know about. And then, you know, you guys should check it out and see if it's something that, that will work for you. And now Heather and I have 
done our job and Heather, you don't have to tell anybody else ever again. I know with anybody. So <laughs> this whole like uh, broadcasting tool is really nice for stuff like that. I can wipe <laughs> off the guilt, right? right. The <laughs> ill feeling of going, Oh my gosh, I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> yes. So check it out. If you guys want to check it out, just reach out to us and let us know. We'll connect you with some people, people that we use and I think that's part that I think we probably should hit on is not every insurance agent is going to set it up oh, yeah. the right way. Yeah. Big, so, big, big time important. You I may make some, if you don't you. do it the right way, you may make somebody else a whole pile of money. Yeah. And not yourself. Yeah. So like what, for example, when I first set this up, I said, well, this is how much money I can afford to put in the policy every year and not be really tight, right? That is the number I spit out. And they said, okay, great. Let's build this policy. It's going to have this death benefit all based on how much money I could put in every year. And they specialize in this type of policy and they work and, on volume. And so, maxing out the amount yeah. of cash value you can do, right? So whatever number that is, instead of saying, oh, cool, you're doing 25,000. That means I can make like $25,000 off of you, off of this policy. That's not the way these guys make their money. I mean, they still make money on the commissions from selling the insurance, but the it, they only get paid on the actual insurance amount, right? So it's a $5,000 policy, it's not a $25,000. It's still a $25,000 policy, but they only get paid on the insurance piece, right? And so yeah. it's a mentality, it's kind of like us, right? It's this mentality of, Okay, I can do a ton of business and help a lot more people make a little bit on every transaction and this thing will work out really well for me rather than hit a home run on like a, on a lot less business and screw people over in the process. And let me tell you what the difference is really quick because when you look at these the the number that I look at is how many years does it take me to break even on the amount of money that I put into the thing versus mm -hmm. how much money I can take out of the thing. That's the most important thing to me. It used to be the most important thing to me. And now there's another little wrinkle because these guys that we're doing business with have this really cool policy I'll tell you about in just a second. But you know, if you get a regular policy from somebody, it could take 10 years before you break even. You're mm -hmm. chucking money into this thing for 10 years before you have the same amount of money in cash value as what you put into the policy or what mm -hmm. you've paid to the insurance company. These are not like that. It's more like six years. And I mean, that's a massive difference in Heather's mm -hmm. scenario. That's a hundred thousand dollar difference, yeah. right? That's a lot of money. That's a big deal. And that is because they're specifically set up the correct way. One of the problems that I have with it is that when I chuck, like if I chuck a hundred thousand dollars in one of these policies, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars because yeah. I have to pay for the insurance, right? So whatever's, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it's money that I actually need to have access to, and I can't show it on my balance sheet that I have this money, I'm down 20,000 or whatever the number is, right? $20,000, $25,000 just comes off my balance sheet if I, if I choose to put my money in here. Enter uh, these guys that we're doing business with. Well, for high net worth people, they have a policy where it's the same policy that banks use because banks don't want to do that either. Yeah. And banks use insurance contracts because you know, they're safe. So they mm -hmm. use insurance college contracts to store their money as a part of the money that they have to keep, right? So they store the money. This policy actually has a surrender value, which means if I say, I'm going to cancel it, take my money today, the surrender value day one is the same amount of money as you put in, which means on my balance sheet, I can actually buy a $100,000 policy or a $200,000 policy. And on my balance sheet, my asset still shows $200,000 because yeah. I can literally cancel it and I can get my money back. And in year two, in year three, in year four, same thing. The amount of money that I've put into this, um, I mean, that's a big, big deal to that's me. That's a big deal. I still don't have access to it if I want to borrow it out. It's still whatever, the 80,000 or the 75,000. But 
me being able to put on my balance sheet, I haven't lost a big chunk of cash. That's a big deal. Yeah, for right? sure. Because I'm constantly trying to get approved for loans and I need reserves and that counts as reserves. So it's a special policy. I mean, you do have to put a bunch of money into it. It's not a normal policy, but mm -hmm. but really cool for anybody who can chuck a bunch of money at it. Um, yeah, sure. and they can let you know if that policy works for you or not. There's some criteria, but makes it pretty pretty easy. They can help you if you can't contribute enough money to get the bigger policy with that benefit. And I remember, Ron, that it's actually a little bit higher than the amount of money you put in, which is crazy that you can declare you have more money than you yeah, put into it. Yeah, it's barely, it's a little yeah. tiny bit more, but that's foreign to me. I've never even heard of this before, yeah. but it makes sense. If a, if a bank is, is using this for reserves, they have to have a surrender value equal to what's otherwise they're going, they're putting money into this policy and they've lost money, which means they've lost the ability to do that whole 10 X thing on whatever amount of money that they put into this policy. So it's a policy specifically made for institutions. Yeah. It's really cool. That it's available to, uh, you and I out there. I agree. So cool. And one thing I learned in the process in the last few months is I don't think a lot of people know about this because the insurance companies don't want this broadcast as an investment strategy. And that I think that's why it's not something everyone knows about. I think, I mean, I learned about it from you, Ron, right? I feel like people learn about it from other people mostly than they do from like an insurance company, right? <laughs> Which is, I think one question people might have is why do I hear that, you know, whole life's bad. Number one, why do they not talk about this more? Right. It's a vehicle. Well, and why don't people talk about, you know, how to structure your life so that you don't have to pay so many taxes. Why don't people talk about all of the things that we talk about on this show? Well, there's a reason because the majority of the people don't know. Yeah. They just don't That's know. True. And it's, it's most people have to seek this stuff out before the internet and ability of podcasts and, and educational things like this, you really had to go seek this stuff out from somebody who already knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was not as readily accessible, but it is today. Yeah. Because we have these cool platforms where we can actually produce this and send it out to a whole bunch of people and tell you all about it. And then you guys can go tell people about it. It's fantastic, right? And that's why we do this show uh, for you guys. We want to give you what it is that you're requesting, what you want. Mm -hmm. And we, we end the show all the time on that, right? But we really do appreciate when you guys send in, hey, talk about this. Um, and this was prompted by Heather's friend who was like, you're a jerk because <laughs> you're you didn't. I think he said that, right? I think he said you're a jerk. <laughs> he said shame on you. It was kind shame of, you, that's, a deeper, that's a that's deeper worse. level that's of cut, jerk. He, that, he cut you. He <laughs> yeah. cut you deep. Yes. Yeah. So this one was maybe not a request of the podcast list. I'm sure he's a podcast listener though. I mean, yeah, we'll find out. He might yeah. text me and be like, we'll I wasn't like, trying to be oh, offensive. Man, I didn't mean to cut you so deep, <laughs> so but, deep that we did a show on it. So it's if true. you're out there listening right now, know that Heather has been wounded, <laughs> but deservedly so. Right? And this is her pen. It's not mine. It's not mine, but it is definitely Heather's penance. Yeah. That's true. And I think uh, it's been important to me. I've been working on this illustrated graphic kind of explaining how this works. So if, if this isn't super clear to you and you, or if you want more information on how it works, we are building this out. It will be built before this is launched, uh, this podcast. So you can go to rpcinvest.com forward slash whole life, one word, whole life. And then we will have a page explaining how this works and the process that we've used and how it's been successful for us. So and for anyone out there who has trouble with the English language, like I did, it's the hole that's spelled with the 
W at the front. <laughs> that's uh, a good that's, point. Yeah, that's W-H-O-L-E. Yeah, hole. Uh, <laughs> not, not the hole that you dig. Uh, I didn't do good with spelling in school. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have, have a problem known. with Portuguese at all. Oh, that's interesting. It's spelled phonetically. I was going to say. I was, English yeah, is the only one that's phonetic. so messed up. Our, our <laughs> language is really completely, it's just weird. There's all these rules and they're like, yeah, but we don't like that rule. So we're going to do it <laughs> different this time, but only on this time right here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's been fun. Hopefully you guys uh, learned a ton uh, about this or at least enough to dig a little deeper. And I encourage you, if you're going to dig a little deeper to contact the professionals and let them help you talk you through this, the people who actually... Uh, know more about this than Heather and I do. And anyway. we'll connect you up. We'll help you yeah. find the right people to we'll hook, you, we'll the, hook yep. you up for sure. That's just how we do. Okay, everybody get out there until next time, make something happen. Thanks guys. This has been the get real podcast to subscribe. And for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to get